found my focus soon as you came into view Highlight and expose the way I think of you Now it's clear as day just what I need to do Start just give it all that you got Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me back on Shoot Your Shot. My name's Jeng. I am so happy that you guys are joining me again this week. And this week's episode is going to be hopefully something of a new series that I'm going to start posting on the podcast. And it's a series called The Things I Wish I Knew Before, etc, etc. So today's episode is basically going to be The Things I Wish I Knew before I started photography. And we're going to talk about all the things that possibly could have made things so much more smoother uh, in retrospect. And if you are someone who's new getting into photography, this is going to be really helpful because it will give you an insight into some of the things that you may want to look at and change in the way that you're operating your business and just help you progress a little bit faster than a lot of us that probably didn't have these kind of advantages to begin with. Before I get into that, just a quick life update. I think a lot of photographers, especially this year, are finding that the year is very slow. I personally am finding it's quite slow this year. So my alternatives for that is just to continue advertising on social media, just be consistent in posting, and you will begin to get noticed. Reels, again, are a massive thing still, and so is TikTok. So get posting your reels, get posting your TikToks, and you'll continue to grow and you will get noticed by potential clients all over because the reach is everywhere now. So just continue posting. That's what I personally plan to do. And I continue to use Instagram advertisements. I haven't tried out TikTok advertisements just yet, but I plan to do that too. Okay, so let's get into this episode. The things I wish I knew before starting photography. Uh, one of the first things I wish I had known is that it's not just photography. Photography is a business and I wish I knew that there was another business aspect of photography rather than just thinking I'm going to get into photography, my work will be really good, I'm going to work really hard and everyone's just going to automatically see me and love my work and they will book me based on that and I'll be great. Unfortunately, that's not the case because there's so much competition out there and there's so many great photographers at all levels. Unfortunately, you have to work the business side of it as well as being absolutely amazing at what you photograph as well. And whatever the niche that is, whether that's product photography, uh, weddings or fashion photography, whatever it is, you obviously have to be amazing, but you have to have the business aspect of it as well. So, for example, again, because I'm specializing in weddings, I will only talk about weddings from my perspective. You know, websites are essential, having contact forms in order to weed out the kind of clients that are maybe not suitable for yourself. So everyone has a demographic in terms of clientele. A contact form will weed out 
who is interested and who's not. Having starting prices, a price guide for your potential clients is also another way of attracting clients who are within your price range, as opposed to potentially having clients who are maybe price shopping, investing in SEOs. SEOs are so massive at the moment and Google is a bigger search engine. So investing in those SEOs, they're absolutely huge and they're becoming more and more vital as time progresses. I am well aware of a few photographers who are very successful that have invested into SEOs and they have also let me know that this is the way forward and it helps them attract a lot more clientele that way. And it's a clientele that they specifically would like as opposed to sort of just branching out to anyone and everyone, such a broad audience. So that is also an advantage and something that I wish I had invested into as well. Just connected to that, learning the importance of advertisement, advertising your work and advertising it in the correct way. So for example, when I initially started out, one of the ways that I advertised my work was a billboard. Now, in retrospect, that may not have been the wisest choice because one, it was quite expensive. And secondly, it would have been a limited amount of people that would have looked at that billboard. Whereas if I had invested that same money into a magazine, it would have reached the clients that I wanted it to because you would only purchase a magazine if you are interested in looking at bridal wear, things for weddings. So automatically my target audience would have been quite narrow and focused as opposed to literally just anyone sort of driving past and looking at the billboard, maybe thinking, okay, that's that's really nice, nice picture, it's nice, uh, it's really good shooting. So my demographic wasn't well thought out at that point, and that's something I 100% would have changed. Another really interesting one was the understanding of having a yearly target and figuring out how I would reach that target. So one of the ways now that I can reach a target is I would look at what I would like to make just for argument's sake, let's say £100,000 for the year. I then need to split that and figure out how many weddings am I willing to do for the year in order to achieve £100,000. Again, just keeping it simple, if I were to do 20 weddings, meaning I need to charge £5,000 per wedding in order to get to my yearly target of £100,000. So it's a case of understanding how to do that and then putting it into place, but then also ensuring that I'm worth the £5,000 and demonstrating what I can do as opposed to another option that a client might have and why I can do that better, why I would be the better choice and it would help me to reach my target. Another thing that I think is quite neglected inside of the business side of things inside of the industry is learning what areas of your business will make the profit and learning what areas of your business require expenditure. So again, coming back to advertisement, that is a huge expenditure, but it's a very necessary expenditure that any business, whether it's photography or any other kind of business, you have to have advertisement. And if you don't, unfortunately, there is only a limited amount of people that will see you. And if you are looking for a specific type of clientele, so that, that will narrow your audience down even further. So the pool of people that you have is a very small and 
that pool of people actually has a huge array of different photographers that they can choose from. So the chances of you being booked, unfortunately, are slim to none. So advertisement is a huge key in terms of things that make you profit. Understand it's not just shooting that makes you a profit. How you price yourself will obviously generate a larger profit for you, but also maybe specializing in certain types of weddings rather than being an all-rounder. So what I mean by that is if you are someone who is interested in mainly shooting destination weddings, yes, you will probably do local weddings as well, but your main niche is destination weddings and that's something you advertise yourself as. Doing that, you will get a lot more clients who are overseas based or looking to have their wedding overseas contact you as opposed to people who are local or in the same country as you contact you because from your advertisements they can see right this person is a a destination wedding photographer as opposed to a local national photographer so i think understanding how you advertise yourself and the way that you gain your profits and the way that you spend your money is a massive thing that i don't think a lot of us quite understand and take notice of another thing i wish i had known was better time management not to say that i don't have time management skills but time management across the entire year so for example we all know june july and august become extremely busy and sort of editing or creating a website or amending your website or revamping your website maybe rebranding these things are very difficult to do within that particular wedding season because it's so busy and you have so much pressure on you a lot of us are working back to back so that probably would not be the best time to rebrand or change your website but then we have quiet seasons between sort of November to the end of February these are kind of times those things need to be addressed so if you're rebranding or if you're redoing your website or going for a different look that would be the time to do it because it's very quiet in that way if you do post something it'll be very different to what you are normally posting and it just kind of gives you a fresh start that way as well so i think time management skills is something that i wish i'd focused on a little bit more and understood that in certain times of the year it's better to focus on other things and in other times of the year whilst it might not be possible to look at these things focus on my editing focus on shooting focus on uh, resting up and going again the following week the second massive point that i really wanted to mention was knowing your worth now this is something that i have only recently come to terms with and very recently started to implement the way in which I work. Looking back, I wish I had looked at my own work, been critical of it, and priced myself accordingly. And I also think as I progressed, I should have continued to increase my prices and felt comfortable because for the first maybe four years, I felt as though each time I increased my prices, I was still underselling myself because I felt as though my work was worth a lot more. So this was a massive problem that I had and I've only very recently come to terms with dealing with that and I now price myself as I feel as though I were. To some extent, I also take a look at other photographers' pricing points and compare my work to theirs. I try not to be biased, but I am 
by a analytical and critical kind of person when looking at people's work and looking at my own work. So I will compare to some extent and figure out if my work is of a similar style, yet is it cleaner or are they pricing higher than me because their work is better, they're better with lighting, they're better with posing, um, their images are crisper and sharper, their way of editing is a lot better. How is it that they're able to price themselves at a certain point? And I, for example, am not. But in that, I do figure out what I'm worth and I'm quite comfortable in pricing myself just, just as that as well. Just under that point, being firm on my pricing as well. I found, and I still do, I find a lot of people contact me price shopping. And unfortunately, that's not something that I entertain anymore. It is a case of I've thought very long and hard about how I've priced myself. And the reason I've priced myself at this point is because I feel as though I've progressed over the last six to seven years and I am now worth what I'm charging. And that in itself is quite freeing because I understand now that I don't need to book every client that calls me. It's okay for me to say, unfortunately, we're not well matched, not a problem. I hope you find the photographer that you're looking for. I hope the day goes goes well for you guys and that's it from from my end but I don't feel the pressure in having to book each and every client that comes to me now and that relaxes me because I know what I'm worth I think connected to that is also a case of we tend to find a lot of potential clients who do contact us a lot of their reactions are oh you're too expensive I've now reached a point where I don't really allow anyone to tell me that I'm too expensive I will educate them in the sense that I will say no it's not that I'm expensive it's just a case of I'm out of your budget and that's okay it's not a problem because we all have our budget but unfortunately I've fallen outside of your budget and no problem I'm sure you'll be able to find a photographer who fits within your budget and work the way you need them to work I also try and send recommendations as well which again it leaves a good taste in those clients' mouths and it could potentially end in a referral because I've been helpful. Another branch off of knowing your worth is not working so much for free. When I initially started photography, I worked so much for free for so many different people for so many different reasons. There was exposure, there was because it was a friend, there was a whole bunch of reasons why I'd done so much free work, including selfishly as well just to kind of learn the settings on my camera and figure out how to use the ISO the shutter speed so there was a lot that I was also digesting whilst on the job as well as dealing with the pressure of shooting a wedding but I wish I hadn't done so much for free because connected to what I was initially saying knowing your worth and figuring out what to price yourself at comes with do not do anything for free because you are working nonetheless. It's okay to tell a client that, look, I'm a new photographer, but my pricing is based on a new photographer. It doesn't necessarily have to be free. And the final point on this particular section was just believing that I'm as good as other people said that I was. I think that's a thing that a lot of photographers have to deal with. You don't necessarily believe you're as good or the photos that you take are as good as people say that they are. There's always an excuse for it. There's people that I speak to on a regular basis on Instagram and 
if they message, when I used to get messages saying, oh, this is an amazing shot, I'd always think, yeah, but you're only saying that because we're sort of online friends. When family would say, oh, these pictures are really amazing, I always used to think, yeah, but you're saying that because you're family. When my clients used to say, we're so happy with the pictures, I would think that you're only saying that because that's you in the image and it's your moment and it's your special day. So naturally you are more inclined to enjoy the images as opposed to someone else. But over time, I've learned to appreciate the fact that people do enjoy my work. My photography skills may not be the absolute best of the best and I continue to learn, but they are still very good and I'm very happy with my work. And I do actually believe now that I'm as good as some people tend to tell me that I am. So I think knowing and believing that you're as good as other people say is a massive confidence booster as well. And it will actually help you when you go out to shoot because you'll be shooting in confidence and that can only bring great results. Number three is I wish I had not followed so many photographers when I first started out. This is quite an interesting point because there's so many benefits to following a lot of photographers that you like, but there's also negatives that I don't think a lot of people take into consideration, especially new photographers. One of the negative effects that it had on me was I found myself not being as creative as I used to be. And because I was following all these different photographers, it kind of made me feel overwhelmed in, oh, wow, I can't take this picture. I don't know how to take this picture. And then when I would try to pose my clients in a certain kind of way that I've seen in a picture on Instagram, and it wasn't working because the picture I've seen on Instagram is of a very short, petite girl, and the guy is very tall. I've tried using it against someone of an average build on both the guy and girl, and in the same pose, it just doesn't work because the dynamic is so different and just not understanding that. So that, I felt as though began killing my creativity. And because of that, I started unfollowing a lot of these photographers and finding that I was becoming more creative again. The other thing connected with that was the more photographers that I followed, the urge to copy and imitate photographers was becoming more and more. And in doing that, I was losing my own style and losing my own way of creating images. So again, just killing the creativity side of it off, which is never a good thing. And just imitating other photographers is always a bad look as well, because you will never be as good as another photographer who is creative in what they're doing because they're doing it naturally. And if you're trying to imitate that, you just, it won't be as authentic and it won't be as good. And the final point of that is something that I touched on. It can be quite discouraging where, like I said, you are trying to imitate a style or a pose or an edit of a different photographer's and it's just not coming out right because the dynamic of what you're trying to do is completely different to what you've seen. And if it discourages you, your next shoot or going forward, your mindset won't be right in shooting. And it'll just be a mindset of being down in the dumps and I can't achieve this or I'm not able to achieve this. I'm not good enough. And that's not something that you want to be in, especially when you're going to cover someone else's uh, wedding day. Point four would be specializing in specific types of weddings. So again, touching on the previous point on 
So I really wanted to specialize in a certain type of wedding. A lot of photographers take on weddings from anywhere. So what I mean by that is any race, any culture, any any kind of person from anywhere. A lot of photographers will take it on as, oh, it's just a wedding, when actually it's not. Um, so much more goes into a wedding. So it's a combination of culture. It's a combination of traditions. It's a combination of families coming together. And especially if it's a interracial wedding or an intercultural wedding where there's two different complete cultures coming together as one, you have to be quite specific and quite knowledgeable in what you're covering. That in itself will help you anticipate what would be coming up after one set of events that have happened. What is your next steps, even if you don't have an itinerary? So I wish I had specialized more in specific types of weddings rather than taking on any wedding that came my way. Some of the advantages that could have given me when I first started out would have been I would have created a reputation within that demographic of people. And if I had done that, naturally, I would have become a first choice to those kinds of people. So for example, let's say if I were to specialize in Sikh weddings, I would have built up a community within the Sikh environment and I would have become someone who is known for covering Sikh weddings. So when a Sikh bride or a Sikh groom-to-be are looking, I would come up because one, I may have been recommended or from my social medias, they can see that I specialize in Sikh weddings. So that would have been really helpful to me. But unfortunately, I kind of took on any wedding and every wedding. And I've only recently started to specialize in certain types of weddings that I'm very interested in doing. And the broader picture of that is if you specialize in one environment, people will see that work outside of that culture and still want to book you. And you will still get those bookings. It's just a case of you specialize within this particular area of weddings, but you will cover whatever wedding that there is. So it's, it's quite advantageous and it's definitely something that I wish I had done when I first started out. At point five is a short but very important one, which is it takes time to improve. And I feel as though a lot of us try to rush the improvement and that's not always possible. It will take time in learning your camera. It will take time in becoming comfortable in posing your clients, becoming comfortable getting behind the camera and shooting confidently becoming comfortable and accustomed to the series of events that will unfold on a wedding day, whichever type of wedding it is, it does take a good amount of time. And with the time comes your experience. And the more experience you gain, the more confident you'll become. And again, you will continue to improve because you're then experienced, as opposed to just trying to rush your improvement. One of the things that I used to do very religiously after shooting was my wife used to come to all my weddings with me we would always finish the shoot and on the drive back home we would always reflect on the day and how it went well but then also look at how could it have been improved what were things that I think I could have done better what did she notice that I had missed what was it about the wedding that I could have improved on and done a better job for my clients and I found because I was identifying something at each wedding, I would then focus on that specific point at the following wedding and it would improve. So 
I think reflection is a really big one that again maybe not a lot of photographers take advantage of and should after each shoot just take maybe 20 minutes look over the day and just try to think what is it that you could have improved on what did you find difficult how can you make it easier for yourself and take those improvements and implement them just be very mindful in your next wedding to implement them and it will work out great and you will continue to improve I can't remember what point we're on but this is the last point taking education seriously before I'd started my photography I think I kind of threw myself into photography which again I find a lot of photographers tend to do we just get into the job and we just learn on the job and that's not a bad thing because that's how some people learn but I wish I had invested a little bit more into education when I initially started so things like learning how to find edit learning how to take fine portraitures which would then minimize my editing I wish I had invested into more group learning classes as well as one-to-one classes with specific types of photographers rather than anyone that I just found was good I think that's super important and it can help mold you because essentially you are a newborn when getting into a new field of work so if you're a new photographer you're very open to being molded in a specific kind of way and the education that you invest into yourself can help you with that and it will help you develop a style and develop your skills a lot quicker than if you were to do it by yourself because I find that I'm still learning and still figuring out things you know six and a half years later whereas if I had educated myself and invested into myself to begin with I would have reached these points at these milestones a lot earlier so those are some of the points I wish I had also learned Photoshop a little bit earlier as well I spent hours and hours on YouTube learning how to do Photoshop but that was once I'd already begun. If I had looked into the type of editing I could do within Photoshop and could do within Lightroom, it would have been a massive help for me because whilst editing at my earlier stages, it was very minimal because I didn't quite understand the capabilities of Photoshop and Lightroom. So unfortunately, again, the same thing I learned as I was going along. Another thing that I wish I'd invested into myself about was the learning the business techniques of how to run the business and not just only enjoy shooting understanding how to advertise myself understanding that how am I going to make profit what equipment I'm going to invest in and just understanding the business aspect of photography and not just focus on the shooting side of it I think that's also a massive thing in becoming a successful photographer and I'm again learning very recently how important the business side of photography is and it's something definitely for new photographers to take away and maybe invest in themselves especially the education side of things the education side of things will put you miles ahead of people who choose not to do that like myself and you will reach your milestones a lot quicker rather than going the long way around and only figuring out later on that there was a actually a shortcut to get to where you wanted to get to so yeah those are the seven points that i wish i knew before i started photography i hope you guys enjoyed them please do let me know if you guys had some things as well that you wish you knew beforehand and i hopefully look forward to speak to you guys again next week 
Take care, guys. Bye. Found my focus soon as you came into view. Highlight and expose the way I think of you. Now it's clear as day just what I need to do. Start just give it all that you got Cause you don't wanna miss this moment Ready or not You've got to shoot your shot